Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, exploring odd puzzle pieces together. The thing is, I'm wanting to create an audiobook of my original mind book, and it's going to take a lot of my time. So I'm creating a different format for the weekly podcasts. The first Sunday of the month, like today, I'm going to share odd bits that are fascinating or puzzling to me. For me, many of these bits will eventually fit into a larger picture, and then they'll play a part in a podcast theme. But for now, they're unrelated items that belong to different questions I'm incubating. If your mind loves to create big picture patterns too, some of these pieces might be just what you need to finish a pattern you've been working on as well. Then on the third Sunday of the month, I'll offer a more typical podcast with patterns that arose when clusters of related pieces fell into coherence for me and create a design that was worth sharing. The other weeks, I'm going to be rebroadcasting some of my favorite earlier podcasts. So here's your first bouquet of odd pieces. I'll post the references to these bits on the website in case you want to read more about one of them. The first one comes out of Sweden and Norway. You know how writers love to work in noisy coffee shops? They need to listen to their inner speech, and it's almost like taking dictation as their minds generate the words of the stories. Well, we've known for a long time that white noise can help the brain focus on inner speech. And up to a point, the noisier the background is, the clearer the signal becomes. So it helps us hear ourselves think. Well, in this study from the University of Gothenburg, researchers found a way to create a visual white noise. What they did was have kids read the text on a computer screen, and then they began to introduce a flicker that made it a bit harder to focus. This didn't impact good readers in positive or negative ways. They didn't care. But for kids who struggled with attention problems, the more flickering there was up to a certain point, the better. Their comprehension, recall, and their ability to sound out nonsense words all improved significantly sure seems worth playing with in remedial reading programs. So here's the second one. It looks at how we relate to curves and angles. For years, I explored form drawings and various doodle patterns with my students. One task involved drawing a row of continuous, even loops across a page, and then drawing a row of sharp angles, like identical little tents all connected together across the page. Often students found one task much harder than the other, and the harder one would start to slope or get smaller or larger before it ever reached the end of the page. I never had the time to see if there were other traits that good angle drawers and good loop drawers would share. But in a study from The Ohio State University, they applied this distinction to furniture and light fixtures and other objects in service businesses like restaurants. If the restaurant had round tables and lots of circular designs, it was seen as friendlier by the customers. But if it got really busy, then the customers saw it as inefficient and they were less satisfied with their waiters and probably left poor tips as well. If it often had large crowds, then the satisfaction was much higher in settings with square tables and lots of angular fixtures and decoration. And then they rated the waitstaff as more competent 
than those in crowded roundtable settings. Here's an odd one from the University of South Florida. They explored the impact of eating or drinking while seated or while standing, and they found that the stress of standing made the subject's sense of taste weaker, and their sense of how hot a beverage was was more dulled as well, and they tended to drink less of the beverage. Well, they took their findings way too far, and they began to suggest that dieters should all eat while standing, and food trucks should choose spots with seating nearby. The last one is a piece that will likely have a place in a podcast in a month or two. I'm tracking the strange dynamics of equilibrium and what happens if we swing too high or too low, too much or too little, and, or even begin to sway too much like a ship that's being battered about in a storm at sea. We say that it can't keep an even keel and might even tip over. We also have a keen sense of what happens if we go too far with some behavior, and we might say we risk flipping out or falling into an addictive cycle. So here's this piece, and I'll just read what it said in the introduction. It was reported by Stand Earth, a nonprofit dedicated to climate change issues and planetary needs. It reads, The Amazon forest the lungs of the planet, and the source of 20% of all fresh water on Earth is at risk of flipping from a carbon sink to a carbon emitter due to extractive activities like oil and gas exploitation, development of road infrastructure, and agricultural activity, the Amazon could turn into a drier ecosystem like a savanna. Well, that's it for today. I hope some of them have piqued your interest. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind, Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. It's available on Amazon and at EmbraceYourBrain.com.